on today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder losing their winning streak against the Brooklyn Nets. Patty Mills continues to kill the Thunder. SGA had a great game, as well as some rotational players who stood out. And then we're going to preview tonight's game against the Miami Heat on the second night of a back-to-back. How will the Thunder manage to play two contending teams back-to-back? What to watch for tonight? and so much more. That's all coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Aaron Chief, over at thunderousintentions.com. Rylan Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod and email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about the winning streak coming to an end against the Brooklyn Nets as Patty Mills continues to kill the Thunder. SGA continues to be a star. Lou Dort makes history. Aaron Wiggins makes his debut in the NBA and preview tonight's game against the Miami Heat. So a lot on deck for you today. Thank you for making Lock on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you talking Thunder basketball. It's a ton of fun. So subscribe for free on all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube. And let's get into the show now. We start what we always do with our game overview. And in this game, of course, Kyrie Irving was still out. Nick Claxton was out. Kessler Edwards was out, David Duke Jr. was out, Paul uh, Millsap was out, and Darren Sharp was out for the Brooklyn Nets. For the Thunder, just Mike Muscala was out with the rest. Everybody else uh, was active or available and then did not play. We'll get into the rotation later on. Kevin Durant returned, James Harden returned, Blake Griffin returned. Obviously, a ton of fun there whenever all those guys come back to Oklahoma for Blake Griffin uh, returning to his state and for Kevin Durant and James Harden returning where their careers began in Oklahoma City. The Nets start James Harden, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Bruce Brown, and Blake Griffin. The Thunder start SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddey, Darius Baisley, and JRE. Fresh off that game winner from Lou Dort to extend the winning streak to four games, how did the Thunder respond after beating the Sacramento Kings, who are now in talks about firing their coach? Go check out Locked on Kings for all of that information. How did the Thunder end up losing this game? Well, they played very scrappy and played a, a fun game despite the blowout score in the end it finishes 120 to 96 but they had a few runs there where it felt like they were creeping back in down 12 down 13 down 10 and they just never could really get over that hump because the nets unlike the lakers could turn it back on and could continue to to kind of put their foot on the gas a lot of that's due to the bench help that they got from of course lamarcus aldrich and patty mills the nets once had a 24 point lead in this game uh, they won the battle of the glass well if they tied the battle of the glass 44 44 Oklahoma City lost the turnover battle, had one more turnover than the Nets did. The big discrepancy here is just simply the shooting splits. When you're looking for reasons why the Thunder lost this game, it was not that one extra turnover. It was not the fact that they end up tying on the glass. That's actually a good thing for the Thunder uh, to be able to be competitive on the boards in any game considering the roster construction. What had them losing this game was the way they shot the basketball. Oklahoma City shot 40% from the floor. The Nets shot 50% from the floor. The Nets shot 41% from three on 43 attempts. The Thunder shot 31% from three on 45 attempts. 
And then the Nets made almost all their free throws going for 95% from the charity stripe. The Thunder still performed well in that area, shooting 90% at the charity stripe. The Nets had four players in double figures, including 29 points off the bench from Patty Mills and 15 off that bench from LaMarcus Aldrich. Kevin Durant went for 33 points. You're not going to stop Kevin Durant. Nobody's going to stop Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant just is one of the best scorers to ever play this game, if not the very best scorer to ever play this game. The Thunder had three players in double figures. 11 came from the bench unit with Ty Jerome. The other two, of course, were SGA and Lou Dort. So the big thing from this game, that's how the Thunder lose. They, they, they didn't get enough bench production as the Nets did. The Nets have the much better players in James Harden and Kevin Durant, even though the way James Harden in this game, which we're going to get to here in just one second. And Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant, and the Thunder lost to what most consider the title favorite in the Brooklyn Nets. That's no surprise for a team who is – projected to be one of the worst in the NBA. But Lou Dort deserves a ton of credit in this game, and that's where we have to lead off the show with is Lou Dort because he once again locks up James Harden. Harden struggles in this game mightily, 16 points. He only shoots 38% from the floor and 12% from the three-point line. Now, Lou Dort did collect five fouls in this game. You know, so, so it wasn't all on Lou Dort, but Lou Dort did a great job on James Harden whenever he was out there making life hard for him. Great to James Harden because this is where – Great players still find ways to win and still find ways to impact the game. He's being taken away by Lou Dort, and instead of pressing and trying to do too much and just kind of ruining his offense because of his ego, he decides to spread the ball around, and he has now 13 assists on his resume along with those 16 points. So James Harden still played well in the, in the sense of a basketball as a basketball player, but in what James Harden wants to do in terms of being an isolation scorer, Lou Dort took away the one thing James Harden wants to do. So Lou Dort was fantastic. He also scores 20 points in this game, which is the first ever time in his career that he scored three straight games of 20 uh, points, you know, three games of 20 points scored for the first time in his career. And he shot the ball very well. Remember, early in this regular season, it was very concerning. His shooting splits were concerning. The lack of the three ball was concerning. His entire offensive game was concerning. He, did not, he had not made the strides yet at the rim that we've seen this last week at the rim that, we, that we've seen him make this last week. He had not made that before this past week. His offense was very, very concerning. And tonight, he goes three for six from three, 72% from the floor, three rebounds and a steal and just one turnover offensively, which is a big deal. And then again, the foul trouble hurts, and it hurt a few of the Thunder rallies because you don't really want him to foul out, so you can't play him in certain moments of this game. But I think that Mark would have otherwise played him if he didn't have this foul trouble. And, and, and I think that it did kind of twist up the rotation. And Mark was upset with the refs all night long. I'm surprised he did not get a technical foul in this game. Uh, he was that upset. He was that passionate. We hadn't really seen that uh, side of Mark a lot in Oklahoma City, but he did get that way yesterday uh, with the officiating crew against Brooklyn. Lou Dort deserves a ton of credit for what he can do against James Harden because not a lot of people can do that. But also, it's still so fun to watch Lou Dort play because he still has so much room to grow. I think that we kind of do this with Lou Dort and Baisley and not so much SGA because he's such a superstar, but with Lou Dort and Baisley, we've kind of seen these other young players get into the groove and get into the rotation and get into the roster. And it's like, we've kind of forgotten about Lou Dort and Baisley in the sense of like their progression level. And we've kind of boxed them into what they already are right now. Each guy and in Dort and Baisley, while they've been in the league longer, of course, than these young players, and they're kind of old news to the, the diehard fans who watch every single game because it feels like we've been watching them for five years or six years because these years are so long with the pandemic and everything. But these guys still have a ton of room to grow and are still young in the scope of basketball and in, the, in their development within the game of basketball. 
So I, I think that with Lou Dort, this is the kind of game you were hoping to see from him all season long. And we'll see how this kind of builds on each other. And he's had, of course, three straight games of this uh, offensively. You want to see him shoot the ball from three, finish at the rim. If he, if he can do that and he's proven that he can, then you've truly unlocked something here with Lou Dort. In the preseason, I talked all about how the next progression of Lou Dort is continuing to shoot well from three, somewhere in the ballpark at 35%, and then upping his percentages at the rim and finishing at the rim. And that allows him to be a now three-level scorer with his great uh, free throw percentage as well. It's a boot whenever you foul this tank of a man that goes to the rim, full head of speed, you know, full head of steam at the rim. So if he can do that and sustainably play the great defense that he played last night, that elevates his his game to a place that has no limit, really. Because I think that there's still some concern long-term about, hey, can this guy really be a starter on a championship team? I know he plays great defense. Is he a Tabo Cephalosha? Is he an Andre Roberson? Is he, what is he going to be long-term? He can solidify himself and take his game to the next level by simply getting better at the rim, which we've seen this last week. He has gotten better. And what's the, the most encouraging part about last night was that Lou Dort, while shooting three of six from three, while shooting 72% from the floor, he still locked down one of the most difficult guards in the NBA. It is very hard to play against James Harden physically because he's such an isolation scorer, because he puts you on an island, because he just attacks you, attacks you, attacks you. And yet, he didn't, Lou Dort didn't lose any of that steam, right? because of his offensive game. And that's kind of been another concern of like, okay, well, if you ask him to do too much offensively, does that kind of lessen him defensively? And then at that point, you're leveling him off to be this kind of average player. No, he has the motor. Ludwig has the motor to do both. And so watching that progress will be a ton of fun. So Ludwig was awesome in this game. So was SGA. Aaron Wiggins made his debut in this game, which you know made me happy. And of course, Ty Jerome was very good in this game as well. I think that Ty Jerome... Deserves a ton more run. We'll get to all that and more. But first, I'm going to tell you right now, but our good friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks is incredible. It is the daily fantasy game made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks is the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy sport prop operator. It offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardages, touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users can deposit and use the code to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So use my code NBA and you're going to receive 100% match on your first deposit, up to 100% match on your first deposit. It's very convenient for you and very good for you. It's basically free money. So go check that out. You can pick two to five players. And of those two to five players, you pick over-unders on their projection in their stat categories. So you can win up to 10 times on any entry that you put in. It's simply you versus the projected numbers. That's it. That is all there is to it. So for example, you might see on the app today that SGA over-under at 25 and a half points. Well, if you think he's going to get 21 points, that's all he has to do. SGA has to get 21 points and you win. Bada bing, bada boom, so simple, especially you diehard NBA fans and diehard fans of your teams that watch every game and understand the trends better than, say, a national outsider would. Prize picks allows mixed sport entries as well. So you can, in one, for example, yesterday on Sunday, you had the Thunder playing at the same time as the Chiefs. You could have taken the over on SGA points and the over on Pat Mahomes touchdowns and cashed in. How fun is that? It can be across sports as well. 
So what are you waiting for? Go to the App Store or, or Google Play Store and get the Prize Picks app right now. Prize Pick is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Go right now and use our code NBA. That's NBA at prizepicks.com and get the app on your App Store and download it today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. What I say right now, our good friends over at DirecTV. DirecTV, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game on your phone. Another device lets you catch your favorite shows. You got sport highlights over here and movies over there. You've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff, and you got to remember their password and hack into their account. It's a, it's a total mess, right? Streaming in this day and age is a total mess. Well, I want to tell you to make it simple and not a mess. The way you do that is to get your entertainment that you love without the hassle and get it all together. And the way you do that is called DirecTV Stream, and it brings live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite shows, sports, movies, all in one place. It means no more juggling remotes and no need to go buy that extra device ever again. It's the best part about it is that there, there's no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and go to getyourtvtogether.com. I should say get your TV together at directtvstream.com. You can learn more at directtv.com. Directtv.com will have you covered for the DirecTV stream. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. DirecTV stream at directtv.com as you're covered. And folks, I know a lot of you are looking to cut the cord and figure out ways to get the Thunder game still. Directtv.com, Directv stream has the Thunder Games on the choice package, so make sure you go check that out. Now, we're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day, so subscribe for free on all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube. For your second listen, go check out Lockdown Bets. They're on a hot streak, and they're winning you money. So take their advice and win money yourself at Locked on Bets Podcast, which is, of course, free and available on all platforms and five days a week. SGA continues to be a star in this game. 23 points, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, and only three turnovers. He shot 57% from the floor, 50% from deep, four for four at the line. Couldn't have asked for a better game from SGA. I think that this was setting up to be a great SGA game. I think that he was kind of you know pretty on it this entire contest. Had it been a you know, kind of tighter score. He probably gets in there more, of course, in the in the latter stages of this game, and would be able to kind of extend these stats as well. SGA was awesome. He continues to be awesome. I know that it's kind of old news to most of us, but it should never get old of how good SGA is. And so I cannot wait to see kind of the next evolution because one thing about SGA, hard worker. I mean, that gets thrown around a lot, but for SGA, it's true. We we've seen him every year in Oklahoma City. And going back to his entire career, obviously, from Kentucky to the Clippers to the Thunder, every time he's been in the national spotlight, he's added something to his game. This year, it's been the step back three. He's been working on that for two years in the offseason, finally pulls it out in these games and in the regular season, and he's been incredible at it. He's been like shooting 50% of step back threes or something like that. It's crazy how good he is at step back threes. But it's been because of the work he's put in for two years. So to me, it feels like SJ will always look to adapt his game and to revolutionize his game. And it's just a matter of trying to piece together, okay, what's he working on? What's his next step? What's his next area of his game? And he's shooting uh, the best he has he ever has from the free throw line. It's still just 82%, though. SGA getting to the line is a big deal, and he started to do that last year at a higher clip. This year, free throws are down league-wide, so it's hard to kind of judge this year's free throws versus last year's free throws because if you look at the attempts, uh, last year he shot 6.5. This year he's down to 5.3. It's down across the board, and that 5.3 number from SGA 
is still among the best in the NBA. So it's still good for SGA to get to the line at the clip that he does. Now he's shooting 82%. Again, best of his career so far. But if he can raise that 82 to, say, closer to 85, to closer to 90, then all of a sudden his scoring takes another step forward. So it goes from 22, 23, like it is this year and last year, to 25, to 26. And then just these astronomical numbers that he can get to. So maybe the, the next evolution of him is being a knockdown free throw shooter where you're not kind of worried that he'll split the difference at the line. SGA will continue to grow and continue to evolve, and we just have to sit back and wait and watch and enjoy it. But SGA was really, really good against the Nets. Aaron Wiggins, though, made his debut. He did not play in the blue game earlier in that morning so he could make his debut in the NBA, and he plays 21 minutes, three points, four assists, four rebounds, a steal, and a block, one for four from three. Aaron Wiggins was very active in this game. He played the passing lanes very well, and you could see, you know, you could see the ability he has to play at the NBA level. Aaron Wiggins is an NBA player. And Sam Presti absolutely killed this draft class. It was a, it's a great class for him as long as Wiggins develops at the pace that we think that he will. Because Trey Mann has those NBA tools. Of course, Josh Giddy has those NBA tools. And we've seen JRE become a really competent and forget about player. And, and I say forget about in the most kind way because I know that whatever happens – if something breaks down on the play, if something goes awry on the play, it's not Jerry's fault. That, that he's going to do everything the right way, by the book, do his job, and that's enough. Will Jerry become an all-star superstar? No. But he will become a very good role player. So he's gotten a role player in this draft, and I think he's gotten two role players. I think that I think that with Wiggins at 55, he'll grow. It might not be this year, it might not be next year, but he'll grow into a true 3 and D player off the bench. Not someone who you rely on heavily, especially not in like the playoff setting or whatever, but someone who gets you by in the regular season because you're going to need your depth in the regular season, even as a contending team. So I think that he's gotten two role players, from my estimation, a star in Josh Giddy, a blue chip prospect, I should say, in Josh Giddy. And then whatever Trey Mann can become, which I think is going to be like maybe a sixth man type. If all that comes to fruition on these four picks, that is a fantastic draft from Sam Presti. And, and I know he only goes one for four, but you can see the process. You can see the wheels turn. You can see kind of, you can see and explain everything that Aaron Wiggins did on the floor last night. And he had a really good game in his NBA debut against the Brooklyn Nets. So I really enjoyed watching Aaron Wiggins. I think that Aaron Wiggins will be the next player in line to get his contract converted to an NBA deal. It's a thunder like to do. It's just a matter of kind of who's the casualty on the roster to make that happen. Uh, we can all make our bets and place our bets and make our guesses, but uh, I, I think that it will happen sometime soon. You know, not, not soon as in the coming weeks, but soon as in sometime this season. And then off the bench again, Ty Jerome was awesome. I think that Ty Jerome at every turn continues to show you, hey, I'm over here, I'm over here. And like he's kind of raising his hand in the corner and everyone kind of overlooks him a bit. But Ty Jerome is a legitimately good NBA player. Like I'm not sure what the Thunder plan to do with this roster. And in terms of long-term projection of, the, of these rosters, the Thunder roster is so convoluted because of the amount of you know, future first-round picks that they have. I mean, they're going to have three this year. They're going to keep their own. They're going to get the Clippers. They're going to get the Suns. When you got to make three roster spots, right, someone has to go. You don't just get three roster spots expanded onto your current roster. So I'm not sure how they feel about Ty Jerome, but Ty Jerome should have more cachet, should have more kind of standing right in, in the hierarchy of the thunder than most players, because again, 
star? No. Tyrone will not be a star in this league. But a spot starter who helps you get through the regular season and then and then in the playoffs is a great weapon for you to spark plug your offense when things start to lull a bit in the half court setting. Absolutely. And those players, as we've seen in this in the last run of the Thunder, and whenever they were competitive and contending, those players like Ty Jerome are incredibly valuable and really difficult to get your hands on in the grand scheme of things. Because of Ty Jerome's consistency and ability. I really like Ty Jerome off the bench. I hope that we get to see him more and more and more throughout this season. Tonight, really good in 16 minutes, 44% from the floor, 40% from deep, 11 points and assists, a rebound and a steal. And really active. Like he was in the passing lanes. He was up and down the floor. He was making the right decision with the basketball in his hands as a playmaker. I really enjoy watching Ty Jerome. I wonder if we're going to see him more. I wonder what the future plans are because again, with the three first round picks and, and the draft capital and the trades that they can make, it's, it's hard to get too attached to every player on this roster because something has to give. Someone has to go. They can't keep everyone, but you, you kind of find these little diamonds in the rough a, a bit. I think that Ty Jerome might be one of those diamonds in the rough where, you know, you're looking at Ty Jerome as a player who can truly help your roster out long-term, but he was at a great, great night against Brooklyn. Coming up, we'll talk more about this game and preview the game against the Heat, but first, I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is fantastic. It, I mean, it truly is amazing. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. How cool is that? A protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. My personal favorite is the Cookies and Cream Built Bar. You can go get them today if you want to at BuiltBar.com and use our code LOCK15 for 15% off of your next order. Covered in 100% real chocolate, low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein. Built Bar is perfect. It's a substitute for your holiday dessert if you don't want to use the 300 calories that it takes to eat a, a pie or anything like that. It is absolutely delightful and tasteful and it will hold you over between meals as well. It's great for pre-workout, post-workout, even as a meal replacement as a whole. It's awesome. BuiltBar.com, lock 15, 15% off of your next order. BuiltBar.com, lock 15, 15% off of your next order. And we're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Now, Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. For your second listen, go check out Locked On NBA to know what's happening around the scope of NBA basketball. Now you can subscribe for free on all platforms to Locked On NBA and Locked On Thunder, including both shows on YouTube if you would prefer. Talk about Ty Jerome. Kenny Hustle was great. He was, he was just Kenny Hustle. Didn't shoot the ball well percentage-wise, but nine points, three assists. Three year rounds, two steals. Did have the five fouls as Lou Dort did as well. Uh, but he played some nice defense and was just that kind of ultimate glue guy. And it's just kind of what Kenny Hustle does. It, it's crazy to think how Kenny Hustle was just kind of this throwaway player in that Stephen Adams trade. And at the time of the trade, nobody was really certain if he would even make the team out of camp. And now he's looked at as this kind of pillar and Nick Collison type of role player. It, it is incredible the work that Kenny Hustle put in to, to kind of establish himself in the NBA as a player who not only has a future long-term with the Thunder, but has a future long-term in the league where teams are going to be calling and have been calling about Kenny Hustle. It's, it's impressive. And you just got to tip your cap to that work ethic and tip your cap to kind of the grindiness of Kenny Hustle, right? Like the, the put your head down, grind, prove everything in practice, prove it on the floor and just work harder than everybody else. 
it, it is impressive. Pokusevsky had a nice first half, really, uh, and he finishes the game weird. You know, bad shooting splits, eight, only eight points, six rebounds, one assist, one block, but had a, had nice moments in that first half that, that really was encouraging, and we'll see how that levels out in the long term. The rotation, Trey Mann comes in for five minutes and immediately hits a deep three, which is awesome. Isaiah Roby has 12 minutes and goes one for one, plus two for two at the line, uh, four points, a steal, and an assist. And then Gabriel Deck didn't play, Vitt didn't play, Tim Alvin didn't play, Muscala, of course, out for rest, and then Paul Weston Jr. just didn't play at all either. Uh, you know, Tim Alvin did play in the G League and so did Vitt, so you're not going to ask those guys to double dip very often. That's going to be very hard on their bodies to play two games in one day. So those kind of DMPs are explainable. Gabriel Deck remains sidelined just on the bench, but apparently he's having good practices and adapting well to the NBA, according to Mark pregame about Gabriel Deck. By the day, I had the Nets minus nine. That cashed in. Moneyball pick, I had Lou Dort. That cashed in as well. Lou Dort and SGA tied for the lead uh, in three-pointers made tonight. My MVP pick is SGA, although Lou Dort gave him a run for his money. It was a hard pick between those two, and it's a toss-up, really. But I'll have SGA in this game. The Heat preview, I'm looking for a Darius basically bounce back. We'll talk about him more tomorrow after whatever he does against the Heat. But he did not play well at all today uh, against the Nets. Uh, can Lou Dort continue his 20-point streak? Like, that's a great thing to watch for against the Heat. Just can he continue to pile on that that 20 point streak how competitive can this game be look Miami's a really good team like Miami is one of the best in the east and the Thunder are second night of back-to-back how competitive can the Thunder keep this game and then how on earth can the Thunder limit Bam Adebayo now the paint presence has been surprisingly all right it's not been great not been good I've been it's just all right and you know they found ways to to kind of they found ways to get along and found ways to defend at the best of their abilities but I'd be stunned if Bam doesn't have 25 plus plus points. If, if they can keep him below 25 plus points, that, that's a really good day in the office for the Thunder. Jimmy Butler's questionable in this game, and Bam is probable. So it looks like it might be the Bam show a little bit with Kyle Lowry. So we'll see what they can do against Bam. My bet today was Miami minus nine. I think that Miami's a really good team. I think that the Thunder, second of back-to-back, might struggle a little bit out of the gate and just kind of the game spirals a little bit. Moneyball pick, all of SGA, hitting a few step backs and leading the team in three-pointers made. Up next, the Thunder play the Heat tonight. The Heat recap is tomorrow morning. And Wednesday, the Thunder play the Rockets. And then Friday, switch another back-to-back. They play the Bucks and the Celtics on Friday and Saturday, respectively. That will be a full jam-packed week here on Lockdown Thunder. So subscribe for free on all platforms, including on YouTube. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.